All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. Before we get cracking, we'd first like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Achebe's, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support as without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have a very special interview with a special guest, WZKTM MX2 star, Mikhail Harrop, fresh from his excellent show in Germany. Thanks for joining us, mate. And how's life? Cheers. Well, it's, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to be on the podcast. Um, life's good. Like you just said, came off a, a good weekend, the best uh, with the team so far. I believe also the best result for the team uh, in the team's history. So, no, it's good enjoying life, um, just putting in the work and, and and trying to improve weekend by weekend. Yeah, it was definitely an exceptional performance, mate. The speed and the riding, obviously, that first moto was uh, obviously the start. I think you were back in 30th and got all the way back to 8th. It was, it was bloody impressive. And obviously, fourth in the second one, just holding your own against all those factory guys and ended up getting fifth overall. And yeah, sixth in the qualifying race, second in the warm-up. Must have been feeling good all weekend, mate, on that track where you got a podium last year. So, um, and it was obviously the team's home round as well. So, just just really good weekend and building on that top ten in Latvia as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just not only do I enjoy coming to to Toysentown, Germany, but I I've just been slowly making progress throughout the last couple of rounds. Like you said, top, the first top ten came uh, last weekend in Latvia. Um, so, I mean. I knew coming into this round that it was going to be a, it was a good round, you know, because I could feel already there was a couple of sessions uh, in Latvia where I was uh, close to the top five, or I believe even in the top five a couple of times. So, you know, slowly I start to realize my, my speed is there, uh, which I've been building on the last couple of months. Uh, and on top of that, you know, you start gaining a confidence. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to see when the work starts paying off, you know, also for the team and everyone, everybody starts believing a little bit more in the in the pro- whole process. So for me, it was uh, it was it was very great. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, reaching top five is not the, the main goal, uh, but it's a good step uh, on the way there. So, yeah, it, it's very positive for in just the whole situation, let's say. Yeah, and just sort of talking back to that first moto, how how was your approach and your mindset just just tearing through the field like that, mate? Because you're definitely a man on a mission, weren't you? Yeah, well, it's very unfortunate because actually I was decent, let's say, in the start. I just got tangled up with a guy on lap one. Um, he made a mistake and I just caught the rear wheel of him. So, And yeah, by the time I got back up, and got the bike going uh yeah like you said i was back in like 30 or something so it was a long way long way through the pack and i was actually impressed you know by the, by the way i i managed to go through the pack uh, um and yeah this this not only was the speed good I, I believe i rode in the top three pace pretty much the whole race but also uh the like the race fitness let's say was was good uh, i did good laps from start to finish so you know, I just put in the work, basically, as, as uh, cannot say much more than that. I mean, just from start to finish. And, and that's why I was able to, to, to finish as I did, you know, because I, especially in the last 10 minutes, I managed to do quite a lot of passes. So, 
it was sick. It was it was nice to see also for myself to to get that confidence back a little bit because it's been tough with the last couple of rounds. Um, so yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. Yeah, just looking through the lap charts, like your lap times in both motos, especially in the first one, they're both really consistent, but just the speed of them, they, they didn't vary too much between the, the highest and the lowest. And I think in the first moto, you had the third fastest, but only like two tenths off Coonan. So it just showed how fast yeah. you were going whilst going through traffic as well. So, And then the second yeah. one, sixth best, but all you guys were pretty close together. So do you sort of analyze and look back at those numbers and, and just watch back the races just to see how you go and maybe what you could do better and maybe what others are doing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also did that from Saturday to Sunday because even though I finished sixth in the qualifying race on Saturday, I I, I knew I had more in me because I could feel there was a couple of places I was lacking speed and uh, it wasn't because of my shape or fitness or uh, technique. It was it mainly just came down to line choices and like sort of the mentality or the, the way I was riding the bike at, in the moment of the race. Um, so I changed that from Saturday to Sunday and that's something you look at, you know, try to sit and analyze and improve it. Um, so obviously one thing is analyzing the next thing is is uh being able to go out and and do it on track and i guess it was just one of the days where i was able to do exactly what was uh planned let's say obviously mistakes happen and 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 that's a part of the race but uh but all in all it was it was pretty pretty well put together um so i was happy with my performance and um yeah i mean afterwards obviously i sit down and, and look at sort of the numbers still looking at seeing okay where was i weak what is what is the places i need to improve for for next weekend which is going to be indonesia so so that's obviously something you you want to work with because the work never stops you know even the the guys ahead of you they also continue to work and improve so you got to keep hustling because uh, otherwise you you're going to lag behind yeah, I suppose especially doing it on like, a, I suppose your, your team would be considered a private team as opposed to obviously the factory teams with all the resources and, and all that comes with that. So that second moto, obviously, it looks like Rowan was kind of holding you up and you got past him on a really, really assertive move. Um, yeah, and you're just holding your own with the heavy hitters. Obviously, Yago was was suffering, but it's just good to, to be back up there for you, mate, because that's definitely where you belong. And I was particularly impressed by the way you set those passes up. It wasn't just it was just really calculated and measured and, you know, you were popping the triple and trying some different lines, you know, standing up around the outside. It was, it was really cool, mate. And you must've felt just glad to be back in that top five running. Oh yeah. It's, it's always, it's, it's great to be in a position where you feel comfortable. And at the same time, you're battling with some of the guys that you, you know, you want to be battling. Um, so, but I, I can, I can hear that you've been, uh, you've been, you know, keeping an eye. It's, it's quite interesting. I I didn't realize that, that you were looking that much into it. Because yeah, I did find a I I did find a very good line on that triple up going outside. I think I I set up a lot of passes there, and and then a couple corners later, where I passed uh, Yago was also quite a quite a line set up. But I, I mean, I you know when you have to do so many passes, especially in that first race, you sort of find your spots on the track, don't you? Where you where you can put these uh, set up these passes and. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I guess it just it just worked. <laughs> yeah, mate, it was it was good to watch. Obviously, yeah, I love analyzing the races, and obviously through my soccer work too. That's what I do: tactics and analysis. So just sort of fine margins, and that's what makes the difference <laughs> for you guys. And obviously, that first moto, you probably had a 
had a fair bit of experience passing dudes. So, and just sort of moving to the track, um, one, how painful was the roost that you were copping? Because a lot of dudes were, you know, pretty battered and bruised in that one. And just how, how was the track for you? Bit a lot of guys, obviously that Hurlings incident was shocking to see. And we, we know he's going to be out for at least two rounds. So, but yeah, it just looked pretty nasty. They took <laughs> ruts and ledges and bumps and, you know, it was really, and they, and they weren't just straight ruts. They were really hooked and had all these weird shapes in them and, yeah, and then obviously they got to water it, which makes it even harder. So how did you find it, mate? The traction and sort of mixing the those concrete parts with a lot. It was a lot to negotiate, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But I got to admit, I don't, I didn't find the track any more difficult than the previous rounds. I mean, France was technical as well. Uh, I believe uh, Switzerland was technical as well. So it's not something that is uncommon in the MXGP, um, but... Obviously, especially when the track dries up a little bit and it gets more high speed, when you do crash, you you tend to hurt yourself a little bit more. Um, what happened with Jeffrey, I mean, it was a strange crash. And I think, I don't know whether he's put a comment to it himself, but I mean, that's, I don't think, you know, if you, if you know Jeffrey, he, you know, he does so many good things on a bike, so many things you're thinking, oh, how, how the fuck did that guy do that? And then, you know, he goes and crashes on the straight, which is quite strange, you know. Um, and I don't think that was the track's fault, let's say. I think it was a it was a brief moment of of not being aware or paying attention. I think in my opinion that's that's what it was. But yeah, I did I did see, you know, some crashes happen, but I think in particular the, the track wasn't any any worse than it's been you know, the last couple of years either. Uh, last year was also choppy and, and ruddy. And it's the only way for them to keep the speed down. I mean, if if they yeah. left the track or lifted less, um, the speed was just going to be so high that if the crashes happen, you know, it would be just more fatal. So I, I think mm. it's the only way to do it. And, and to be honest, I enjoy the track. Um, there's a lot of places to pass typically. And, and yeah, it's a great place for spectating as well. Yeah, it's always a great atmosphere too there. And you had plenty of fans there, mates, uh, cheering you on. It looked it looked like you were enjoying yourself. You had that pre-race interview and, and the vibe was good. And just getting back to the track, um, yeah, lots of lots of people commenting to us saying how, how the track preps, you know, caused a lot of these injuries, um, whatnot. But it's it's a tough one because you guys don't you guys want to be challenged. You want to have, you know, difference making opportunities for those guys that maybe are willing to push it or thrive in certain conditions. So it's a tough one, isn't it, mate? Because you want to be challenged, but also the risk is elevated. But And then I suppose on the other point, you can always just roll off the throttle a bit more, can't you? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the whole thing. I think what they're trying to do with the track is they try to slow people down. That's why they make it so technical. Um, and with it being technical, obviously you make more mistakes. But the racing incidents, let's say something happens and you tangle with another rider, instead of going at maybe 60 kilometers an hour, it'll be 45 or 50, which will, which will be less fatal. So I, obviously I get the, the whole idea of, you know, slowing the track down. Um, and if you ask any rider, they would probably also say the same thing about, you know, prepping for a track like this. Because these days you cannot get a practice track similar to the GP's tracks because they rip and water it so much. Um, and that might also be one of the reasons why people make a lot of mistakes, especially the guys who's maybe not used to racing as much in these conditions, because 
you know, you you'll tend to do more mistakes because the track is very difficult, especially because you haven't spent that much time on this type of track. Um, but the people who's who's raced at, at many years on the MXGP tracks, they know that tracks like Toysental or yeah, the one in Switzerland, you know, they 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 become technical and. And you just got to be patient with it. Sometimes, actually, that's the fastest way to ride the track is just take your time and, and make sure you don't make those mistakes because they're going to cost you. Um, yeah, injury wise, I mean, it, uh, we it's racing, you know, things happen. And, and yeah, I think it just this time it was just slightly more mistakes from from some of the riders than it's been in the previous rounds. But, yeah, things happen. I mean, it's a part of it. Everybody knows. Yeah, there's been a wild weekend for injuries in America too, and that that track was its own beast as well. So it's just yeah, it's sadly part of the sport, isn't it? And it's sort of, and it doesn't help. Obviously, they might want to do more track prep, but when you run when you're running four classes, it's it's not a lot of time for those guys either, is it? Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, yeah, you know, you can say you want you want less technical tracks, but then the speed's going to be high. Uh, it's probably going to be more dusty because it's going to be more hard pack, especially if it's a it's like a clay track. Um, so it's it's difficult. I mean, it's it's hard to find the perfect track and perfect conditions and where nobody's going to get hurt. I mean, it's just a part of it. I mean, you just got to adapt, and I think that's the whole whole point of it you know you you got to be adaptive especially if you want to to be consistent you know round after round and that's what makes it interesting as well you know this sport is because not every round is the same it's not like swimming or whatever you or tennis where most of the time there's not a huge change you know it takes it it gives adds a little bit of a spice to it let's say to have these uh, track condition changes and watering and ripping and not ripping and I did notice that the track in the, in America was also pretty pretty rough with mm. a lot of ruts. So, I mean, it just adds to it, and it it just goes to show um, the riders who's come prepared, the riders who are technical. You know, you want to you want to showcase the whole 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 thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy being challenged, whether it's a fast track, slow track, you know, bumpy. It doesn't matter really. It's just about you know solving the issue and trying to to do as good as possible each round. Yeah. Did you personally obviously found the limit that you were happy riding at and you found like a, a happy balance because um you were just doing it so well and staying staying on two wheels as well. How sort of much did you say you were pushing yourself? Like were you going right on the edge or you had a little bit left in the tank just just so you weren't <laughs> being out of control? No, I mean obviously you give it your all. So mm. but to what term I mean I didn't I did I did find uh, Saturday that I pushed a little bit too much in certain places that actually slowed me down. Um, so, I mean, it's sort of like, it's a fine balance between pushing uh, like recklessly or pushing with a, you know, with the, with the right speed because it's, 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 especially on the technical track like that, you don't want to go in too fast. You, you, it's, it's sort of like supercross. You look at somebody, you're thinking, oh, this guy's not going fast. You take a, you take his lap time. He's, he's, you know, he's a second or two faster than the guy who's looking like he's, you know, full pinning it out there and making it seem yeah. like he's going super fast. You know, it's, it's so, so strange sometimes how, how, how things and speed can, and also sound can, can, you know, 
cheat you. You're thinking somebody's, you know, going so fast because he's revving it like that. But in, in actuality, the guy who's just rum 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 rum, you know, he, he he's going fast. Yeah, and that's I think that's what you see with Liam as well. He did good this weekend. You know, he's a technical rider. I know he's yeah. he's dead. Obviously, it taught him a lot about technique and um, yeah. Then you just you showcase it really. Yeah, it's a, it's a track that definitely rewards that. And, and yeah, obviously you talk about guys that don't look like they're trying and yeah, Jet Lawrence is a prime example of that. It's like very quiet on the bike and it's, it's he's yeah. just sort of carrying the momentum more so than, than breaking hard and pinning it out. Whereas you look like someone like Ferrandis and he's more bulldogging it and just looks like he's given it everything, you know, and then you see Jet and he's a couple of seconds a lap faster. It's wild, isn't it? Exactly. If you didn't have if if you didn't have the stopwatch, you'd probably think Ferrandez was quicker than uh, yeah. Jen, than Jet, you know. So it, that's is a strange thing. It's not all track it works as well at, but especially when it gets technical, you know, that's where the the um, the balanced rider with a great technique really comes to and shines, you know. Yeah, you certainly. Um... Just with the tracks this year, they've obviously nine rounds in now, and it's it's been very challenging. Range of surfaces, range of conditions, soils, and and that kind of stuff. It hasn't certainly given you guys a good challenge, hasn't it, mate? And just I also yeah. wanted to mention on the fans, mate, on the weekend um, before you head into that question, were they pushing you on? Oh yeah, the fans were great. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy coming to Germany because it's one of the tracks closest to Denmark, so uh, a lot of people come out a lot of friends um and family as well so it was great having them there i i enjoy it um you could definitely you could definitely hear them around the track it was a little bit of a shame because the, uh, they they, uh, they confiscated some of the like some you know the the flares and shit yeah. they confiscated that uh i heard from uh, from some of the danish guys because <laughs> they they wanted to paint the whole wall uh with spectators red yeah. Um, but they they, they confiscated that <laughs> as they entered the venue on on Sunday, so that was a little bit of a shame. But no, the 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 whole atmosphere was great. I mean, the German fans in general are also great. Um, lots of beer, lots of good food. So, uh, and it's a great place for watching because there's this whole straight where you can basically see the whole track, and that's what you that's what what spectators like. You know, sit down, have a beer, uh, and just watch some racing. That's that's basically it. Yeah, mate, and just yeah, the the tracks this year. How have you how have you found them in general? What have you been your favourites, and what have you been your your least favourites? Mm, I've definitely found them more technical. I believe they've 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 tried to make them more technical. Uh, at least that's how I found it so far. I don't know if it's because I've changed bike or whatever, but I found them very technical. Um, track wise, I think I think I enjoyed. Um, well, Argentina is quite a special place. Uh, the track is something for its own. I mean, it's just beautiful place in general. Um, Germany is good. Germany is good. Looking forward to Indonesia as well. That's also a sick track. This the first one we're going to go to. Uh, we were there last year. Um, um, yeah. No, but I found typically I found all the tracks this year a bit more technical than than the previous years. France was also sick. I, I like mm. that track. Nice hills and stuff. So no, I, I think they've chosen a good variety of the of tracks so far. Now in a couple of rounds we go back to Lommel in the summertime. So that's gonna be a tough one too. Yeah, you're feeling good on the sand skills, mate? 
haven't haven't spent too much time on the sand just because we've had so many uh, hard pack rounds now. Um, obviously, I made the change from uh, from the previous team now to the KTM, so um, I've had to sort of focus on one thing and try to improve. Um, but I know for a fact that the KTM is very good on the sand. It's it's sort of made for that. Let's say so. So I do feel feel comfortable. I, I look forward to it. even Indonesia. The first one here is also quite loose. Um, so might even get a little bit of like not sand experience, but a little bit more loose, uh, loose dirt. So it's it, it's gonna be good. I I feel confident. I I think we're gonna improve uh, from here on out. Yeah, mate. It's gonna be it's gonna be good to see how you go. And yeah, just talk us through the team switch. Um, obviously you guys, Dixon Kawasaki, are still on good terms, and it was just obviously a move. Um, you feel you needed to make, and you slotted in nicely with the WZ KTM guys, and. You're happy with the bike and your teammates. Everything's going well so far, and it's been good that you've been able to um, continue that program of living in Denmark and training there too, hasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was not a it's not an ideal situation to be in. Um, it was a situation, you know, where it just had to something had to happen, and and um, I think we solved it very well, you know, in combination with Kawasaki and Steve and and everyone, and also the new team. Um, W set racing. So I mean, we've we've had a we've had a tough time adapting to the new bike. Uh, I've spent a lot of energy trying to improve um, speed wise. Uh, slowly, that's starting to show now. But um, no, it, it's been an interesting pro- process. I've learned a lot, uh, but it's taken a lot of effort. Let's say it's something that I don't hope to having to do in the middle of the season again. Um, it's been stressful and and uh, it's it's been tougher than I expected to be honest. Um, came into the season with the uh, with great expectations and then to having to to make these changes all of a sudden put a whole new challenge to the season. Um, so, but it, I mean, you live and you learn, and and this has opened up for a lot of new possibilities and opportunities. So, um, I've definitely. I'm definitely happy the situation I'm in now. Um, but yeah, it was it's a lot of hard work. But it tends to be like that when you when you make changes, you know, especially big changes like this. Um, but yeah, I I feel very confident in the team I'm in. Um, we have a very reliable bike that I slowly start to feel comfortable on, and the whole team around me is also great um we have some good mechanics um yeah now i've got teammates before i was just myself um which has add a little bit of spice to it as well um but it's, it's fun i'm enjoying it it's some great boys and and uh, hopefully they can also learn a little bit from me as i learn from them um and yeah it, it, we're just having fun basically just doing our thing putting in the work and 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 trying to improve weekend by weekend um yeah, it's, it's 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 been a pleasure so far. I really enjoyed it. Uh, everyone is is working hard to try and improve each weekend, and I think they they see the potential as well. Like I said, the 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 result this weekend, or even in Kegums, we finished seventh of all, now fifth. Uh, it's been the team's best result so far. So obviously they're motivated and see the potential. You know, hopefully we can sneak in a podium or two uh, in the in the coming uh, races. So that'll be that'll be awesome. So they're really motivated and push. And um, I, I believe this is going to be their first overseas as well. Um, so it's exciting times and uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it and, and try and uh, improve with the team. Yeah, it was a good weekend for the team, obviously, with Oliver doing well too and 
And do you guys, uh, do, you, do you communicate on the weekend, talk about lines, different situations, have a laugh together, or is it sort of just that finding that right balance with sort of obviously you're competing against until you want to beat them, but it's sort of you just got to sort of put the game face on when it's ready and just sort of be relaxed because you're obviously a pretty relaxed, chilled out kind of a guy, um, very personable off the track. So you find that's been a good process? Yeah, I, I've enjoyed having teammates. I mean, you you push yourself maybe just a teeny tiny bit more now that you have somebody uh, who's comparing to you. I know for a fact they also, you know, trying to learn as much of me as they can. And I enjoy the process. Um, you know, it's different. But I luckily I've had some experience in the past with the with the teammates as well. So it's 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 not a big deal for me. I enjoy it very much. They're nice guys, and uh, yeah, if. I mean, whether it's line choices or just results or even if it comes down to fitness or whatever, we, we just talk about it if we want, you know. Obviously, I, I'm still getting to know them. Um, so it, everything is, you know, happening sort of slowly, step by step. Um, but no, I, I feel good in the team and, and they're some great boys. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been nice. It's been really nice. Yeah, it's good to hear, mate. It's uh, definitely, hopefully, the podium's around the corner and... um. I just wanted to get your take on the qualifying races, uh, points, the introduction of that this year. Uh, have you been a fan of it? Obviously, got some good points on the weekend. Um, obviously, divided a lot of opinions, but what's your take on it? Honestly, I haven't paid it too much attention. Um, the points come if the points come. They don't come if they don't come. I know for a fact last year people raced just as much as they do this year. Uh, I don't feel a big difference when it comes to, to the point system. Um, it's a nice little bonus to get some extra points if you do well on Saturday, but in the big picture, it's not going to have the biggest uh, effect. At least I don't pay too much attention to it. Every time I go on the track, I'm going to try and, and improve and, and ride the best that I can. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's, it's, I don't find it as a bad thing. I, I do think it's interesting now that you have it, you know, at least it makes some sort of sense to do the qualifying race on Saturday because beforehand it felt a little bit like useless, like put in more effort apart from obviously getting a better gate pick. Um, but now you feel like, okay, you get a couple points with it. You know, this position, uh, let's say you were fourth, you know, chased down third and passed third. You know, it gives you a little bit more of a bonus. Um, it's not a whole lot, but it's better than nothing. So I don't mind it too much. Um I will say, though, uh, when we've done like a couple of races in between the GPs, um, like Dutch Masters and stuff, I've really enjoyed that one uh, day format. Um, you know, just come out at, at practice time, practice two motos and then go home. Uh, and it's very intense, but in many ways it just works. And this is obviously co controversial because, you know, not everybody's going to agree with it. But I, I, I like that one day format um obviously probably uh, for the profit and for the traveling and the whole thing it's it's a lot to move all these things just for one day but as a rider you would just want to go out do your work and go home um so but i mean i don't mind any you know the, if they choose to change it next year i don't care i'm gonna find a way to adapt but um no it's, it's been fun but i haven't paid too much attention to the um to the to the point system on in the qualifying race, really. Just getting out there and, and doing the work, mate, and racing, which is what you love doing. And just another one that's another topic it would be cool to hear your thoughts on um, just the age rule in MX2. Obviously, yeah, lots have been said about that. And 
um, you know, what do you think about it? And, and when the well, time comes we... to move to a 450, uh, you, you'd be pretty excited for that. What what is what is being said about the the age rule? Do they want to lower it or what? what oh, just what is yeah, that? they yeah, they think they should like, like a lot of you know in America how there's no age rule for example um just like you know extend make it higher or just because if you go guys have injuries or if they're smaller guys you know like the Martin guys or you see Christian Craig winning the Supercross two hundred and fifty title last year it's just do you think it should be scrapped or do you think it should be raised to twenty five twenty six or have you got any takes on that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, I've got some takes on this. <laughs> because <laughs> if I if I take a look at it, I think the the young guys in Europe are performing better than the young guys in America. And that's probably because they are given the opportunity because the guys who are 23 or above is having to force to be moved up to MXGP class. And that sort of leaves a space for the younger guys and I see this as a good thing, especially, you know, evolving, you know, we've got boys who's 15, 16, or 16, 17, 18 years old at the moment who's doing really well. Um, in America, you see a lot of guys, like you said, like Martin boys and 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 a lot of other guys who stayed down, obviously, because it's good money to go and win. Uh, but it sort, of, it sort of takes away those spots for the younger guys coming up. Um, so either you've got to bring in a lot of money or be super talented or be very famous from a young age. And it sort of leaves a little bit of a, a gap. Um, and if I look at it, you know, this is going to be another thing. If I look at it, even in the MXGP, or in the MXGP class, the, the, the 450 class in America, there is 10 guys, 12 guys. I haven't, I haven't analyzed it thoroughly um, this year, but, Normally, it's been like there's been 10 guys and then there's been a huge gap. Like we talk five, six seconds gap just in a qualifying uh, 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 time practice. I'm thinking like what what's happening? And I think that's because, you know, you don't get the young guys coming up because they're forced to move from one class to the next. You've got uh, 10 guys there making money and you've got 10 guys there staying down in the MX2 class to make money. And then there's the rest. And the rest, yeah, maybe they get a little bit, but they're never gonna get, you know, the the big seats or the big, uh, the factory seats or whatever. And it's quite interesting. Um, I believe that I I think it's good that they put the age uh age limit here in in Europe because, uh, without it, you know, you're gonna have so many guys staying down, and and that's gonna take away the opportunity for for young guys coming up. Uh, and in the end, I mean go do the MXGP. If you're good enough, you're going to, you're going to get yourself a seat in MXGP and, and that's going to, yeah, that's, that's how, just how it is. Um, and in that way, you also get sort of like a circulation and, and, you know, gets the good guys through and you, I think you'll see in a, yeah, next three, four years, there's going to be so many good riders in the MXGP class. Uh, and I don't think in America, it's going to be the same, you know, obviously you've got the jets who's, who's young, um, you've got uh, Deegan, who's young, I believe is seventeen. Yeah. But apart from apart from them, there are not that many good, good young riders. At least who don't get the chance. It might be there's good guys, but they just don't get the chance to showcase. Um, because there's a uh, ten, twenty seven year old guys in the lights class, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's just my opinion, but, but, um, 
obviously there's pros and cons to to both. Um, if you look at it from a uh, all the guys' perspective, obviously you want to stay down, make some money. If you cannot raise a 450, it's good. Um, but uh, in my case, I'm looking forward to going on the 450 class. Um, I've got an idea in MX2 if I want to, yeah. and then uh, yeah, by I I do. I've I've ridden a 450. I've ridden 450 uh, throughout the whole winter. Um, so so I know for a fact I will I'll enjoy the 450 as well. It's, it's not a big worry for me, and I'm I'm like 180, 84, 85. So it suits me well with the sizing and the weight and everything. So it's not going to be an issue. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting topic. Uh, I'm I'm wondering whether they're going to change that in America as well. They're going to put some age limit to it or not. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, mate. Because uh, obviously, a dude like say RJ Hampshire, you know, he's he's an older guy and he's just fighting for that two fifty title, isn't he? So he's obviously happy to stay down and keep hustling for that. And that was a good point you make because obviously, like those EMX two fifty guys, they're they're pretty bloody fast. Like, and it has definitely the the framework for them. The EMX system is obviously extremely good. And like you saw in France, um, I was a young coon and won that won one of those races, and then you had Zanke and Rossi. So you end up having three guys, 17 and under in the top 10. And it's like, that sort of is a, is a testament to the program. And it's pretty much to what you're saying, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. Cause then you got the argument with guys as careers getting prolonged or cut short or something like this. If an injury happens when you just, you know, build momentum, it's a tough one, mate, but it was really, it was pretty interesting to hear what you say, mate. Cause it's, um, you've obviously sort of pretty uh, intelligent on the topic and you, and you sort of, you're there at the races and you're taking everything in and looking around the world to see what's going on. So and that was pretty cool to hear you say you've uh, obviously been on the 450 a little bit. Um, is that a possibility, MXGP next year, a year early? Um, things have got, haven't got that far with the, like deals and these type of things. Obviously, um, we, are, we are looking into to the options and, and, and things like that. Um, I do feel comfortable on the 250 as well. So it's sort of, uh, it's sort of what is, is going to be the best move for me um obviously staying down i would uh, want to fight for the for the title um so you know you got to be in a position where that is possible um so but we'll see what what goes i mean obviously there's going to be a lot of rounds still to go so a lot of time to 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 do a lot of work and a lot of discussing and and we'll see what happens i don't know at this moment yeah it's definitely and just going back to what you said obviously the mxgp you, you must say they've done a good job in front of of making the actual MXGP class the premier class, like the way it's uh, promoted and covered, like the best guys, they're all there. Whereas you look in America, obviously injuries are, are savage, but even with everyone fit, like that 250 class is stacked in America too. So um, just your thoughts on in front, obviously that MXGP is premier, it's elite. And the way they're sort of, they've added that new behind the gate TV show. You can see the fans are really coming out really in a lot of force this year at the races there. You you're pretty much happy with how that's all going and giving you guys a little bit of extra coverage. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, any coverage is good for us. Um, um, it's not everybody who can afford having media guys. Uh, uh, you know, so so to be able to, if you do well to be able to be covered like in a in a in a way that they do at the moment is is, is great for the sport and it's I, I think for everybody's sake. I mean, even the the spectators, you know, or the fans, you. If you can get to see your your favorite writer on on a YouTube video or whatever, I mean, why not? Um, I think the more the better. And again, if they if it's not interesting, they won't watch it. But I haven't seen if they do well on the numbers. 
Um, but um, I've been watching a, a few of them, and it's been nice. I, I like it. Uh, it's, obviously, they've copied some of the things from, I don't know if it's America or whatever, but yeah. I think it's good. You know, it gives a little bit of an insight. It's entertaining. Uh, adds a little bit of drama. Uh, I think it, I think it's nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't mind it. The next step is obviously getting that onto a platform like Netflix or something like the Formula One series. So everyone can watch. Yeah, it that's going to be the next yeah. day. That's going to be the next day. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they try to, but we're probably a little, a little far from that still. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's like, cause you know, we, we work in the new ride. It's like, you know, we love motocross and it's like, you got to look at it from an outside lens. It's really a pretty small sport. So any sort of steps to, to improve the coverage and your guys profiles is a definitely a good thing, mate. And um, just, what I wanted to get your thoughts on the the MX2 title race quickly this year before we start talking about a bit about your career. Just yeah, you've been it's obviously been exciting. And there's been injuries left, right, and center. You know, Simon, Kai, Yago, Rowan, Tibolt, Liam Everts, Coonan brothers have been cool to see them step up. Horgmo and yourself, um, lots of good guys in there, mate. It must be um always a good sort of test every weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it keeps you on your toes. Uh, if one guy doesn't do well, the other guy's going to be there. Um, I haven't really been close to, to let's say, winning yet. Um, so uh, I haven't really been a part of the conversation. I missed out on, uh, on the GP in uh, Sardinia as well because uh, of the, um, the team switch. So, so obviously, championship-wise this year, it's not so interesting for my sake. Um, but... I mean, I'm I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna race every weekend, you know, to the fullest. I'm gonna try and bring home a trophy if I can, and and that's sort of gonna be my um like game plan each weekend. You know, that's what's gonna gonna motivate me. And then, yeah, I mean, if it, if it adds up and and gives a good result in the championship in the end, that's that's just a plus. Uh, at the moment, that's not my focus. Even if I was racing for the championship, it wasn't going to be my focus because in the end, it's done on the weekend. It's not the whole, you know, there's no way you can focus on the whole season. You just got to focus weekend by weekend. So I, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, obviously, it's fun to move up uh, through the uh, through the field and, and try and, uh, and gain positions in the championship. But uh, it's just something I look at after the, the, the weekend. It's not something that uh, I focus on on the weekend. It's... It's so far in the future anyway. Yeah, it's good, mate. Yeah, just looking back at last season, that's seventh in the championship, lots of overall podiums, running with the top guys. Obviously, there was a few issues with the bike and things like that. You could have finished even yeah. higher, mate. Your consistency was yeah. good. You looked like you were just holding your own every weekend and you found a nice balance. Um, obviously, living and training in Denmark and the team based in the UK, Um, pretty unique setup, I guess, for a lot of guys, but it, you made it work and it was you must have been happy with that season. Yeah, it was something new. It was my first year living uh, in Denmark again. Uh, I've been living abroad for, for quite a while, so it was nice to come home. Um, it was a challenge, um, but I think think we adapted well. And now, obviously, it's 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 something that I've, I feel very good with. But, uh, yeah, the results was great last year at times. Um, obviously, sad we couldn't be more consistent bike-wise because um, that would have definitely changed the overall result in the championship but i mean it, it's part of the game you know you win and you lose some i knew going into the team last year that obviously there's a risk and and one thing is he's got a very fast bike so that's very nice um that gives me the chance to uh to perform as well so 
uh, yeah, it, it was a good season. Um, learned a lot, and and it's a lot of stuff from that season that I'm using now as well. You know, also mentally, you know, you learn to deal with ups and downs, and it's 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 a great part of the process. Um, yeah. Yeah, any any sort of particular highlights that stood out last year for you? Any particular races or particular performance, mate? Um, obviously there was there was quite oh, a few, I, but did anyone stick with you? Um, to be fair, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of good rounds. Um, didn't didn't get a win, uh, last year. So obviously that's something that I'm chasing this year. Um, uh, Portugal was great. I got my second overall. Um, whole shots as well, um, which is nice. It makes the work uh, a lot easier. Um, also enjoyed the uh, Arco with with the um, with the comeback in that second race, putting in the fastest lap time on the on the last lap, which is quite special. Um, but no, I mean, there's uh, many rounds. I even in, you know some of the GPs where we had the uh, DNF, I, I enjoyed still. You know, it, I don't if. If I know I did my work and I know the team tried everything they do they could, you know, then there's not most more to it. You know, we, you know, every weekend you learn something, and if you don't learn something, you know, then you're just not uh, you're not you're not working hard enough. Let's say so. I, I enjoy many weekends, even Lomo. You know, I enjoyed even though I didn't get to finish the races. I still had a lot of fun when I when I was on the bike. So, but um, to pick any specific, uh, it'll probably be the first G, uh, the podium in uh, Argentina. It's been it, it's been what almost two years since I was on the podium last time. So obviously that was a nice feeling, and it, it was a long trip going there. So definitely mm. nice to 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 pay off with the with the podium. Yeah, obviously with with you coming from Denmark, it's sort of not not the most sort of motocross hotbed. Obviously, there's been some good riders from there, but it's um. It's pretty impressive, like all that hard work and sacrifice that you guys, you and your family put in growing up is obviously paying off now. Look at you, you know, it's, um, but just, we got a lot of American viewers and like, you've done some really cool stuff in your career, haven't you, mate? So like, obviously you've factory KTM junior, and then you've had ice one rides, FNH Kawasaki. There's been so many highlights in your career. Do you want to sort of give those listeners a, just a little bit of an overview, mate, because you've achieved a lot and especially moving away from home when you're young, there's. A lot of adversity to face, and you've obviously got a strong character, mate. Yeah, I, I um, I feel like a veteran in the game already. <laughs> you know, when I speak with a lot, when I speak with a lot of guys who's been in the sport for for a longer time, obviously longer than I've been there. You know, they also make fun of me always because uh, I am only twenty one, but I feel like I've been there forever. It's, it, <laughs> I think it's just because, you know, I I came into a big team already early in in my career already, just when I. Yeah, I signed the the KTM deal in my last year in the oh, what I chose to be the last year in '85. Obviously, I moved quickly up in the, into 125, and yeah, I signed with Ice One. So I've been around and and been in some big teams. Um, uh, also been in smaller teams, which I've also enjoyed. You know, so there's uh, I've I've gained a lot of experience over over the last couple of years, and 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 experiencing this in a young age is. It's in many ways, you know, nice because I can I can take this experience and still uh, continue to to learn and grow, you know, because um I haven't aged that much yet, <laughs> yeah. um so I can definitely take it into advantage because I don't think there's a lot of riders who, who has the experience that I've had, um 
but uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's things you learn on the way. Uh, there's things you hoped you you would have changed, but uh, it, all in all, it's been it's been a pleasure so far. I just enjoy going out and doing the work. That's that's pretty what motivates me every day. You know, just trying to outwork everybody else. That's basically the goal. Um, but uh, no, it, it's been it's been great. Um, so and and to 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 start and show some results in the uh, in the MX2 class as well is is something that uh, that is very good for me and I enjoy very much because you know hopefully we can build from here and 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 have many years to go still so um yeah it's it's, it's a great process I've I've learned to enjoy it a lot uh, just the the hard graph so yeah trying to use my experience now to to my, my advantage to to have sort of a yeah a, uh advantage over some of the other riders which is which is nice yeah obviously you got to grow up pretty quick mate doing that kind of thing and when you when you move in countries you sort of all in and you you know it's a lot to go through living away from your family but do you find it was was that like motivational because you're just chasing your dream and and your family obviously instilled a pretty strong work ethic and sort of a pretty formidable mentality into your mate because obviously it takes a lot it's not for everyone doing that sort of thing mate so you obviously got to give a lot of credit to them i'm sure Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I I couldn't make it without my parents, obviously. Um, I moved the, uh, I moved uh, to Belgium when I was fifteen and and lived alone down there uh, for, well, for three and a half, four years before I moved together with my girlfriend. But um, yeah, so it, it's a young age to, but you know, you you live and you learn and. You know, some of the things at the time were just, you know, learning to do your own laundry and and these type of things. You know, it's it's things you learn on the way. Uh, so not only in the sport but also outside you know life in, in general so it, it's been very interesting and i've enjoyed it a lot uh, looking back at it you know obviously you think oh you're crazy you've done things like this you know and but in the end i mean i wouldn't i haven't re- regretted it and i would do it again if i got the chance to so uh, it, it's uh there's a lot of great stories uh probably some stories need to be saved for another day but uh yeah it's been it's been all it's been awesome so far that's for sure yeah it certainly teaches you to deal with all the ups and downs mate and um yeah just going back to when you were making that step up from the from the european you know emx to mx2 do you feel the step was was massive for you back then obviously you went back down again or just it was not so bad or you, you felt you adapted to it well in general but it, it is a pretty big step though isn't it yeah, it was, but I mean, I I made it sort of that I just made you know bad decision and and that just punished me a little bit because I did really well, um, had a couple of race wins in my first year in EMX two fifty, and the plan was actually to go out and race for the championship, uh, the EMX two fifty championship the year after, but I had such a good winter, you know, I I worked really hard with the team and um, when the preseason came. I battled uh, Prado and 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 some of these guys, you know, and and showed my potential. So we decided to bump me up into the MX2 class, um, which was so- not something I prepared for. But it was it was not a, you know, it was not too big of a deal for me because I felt like I was ready for it. Um, even though it is a big step for sure. Um, I believe I was probably sixteen. Uh, or 17 i'm not sure i gotta check up on it but um the 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 thing that sort of let me down is the first round we did was in uh in in argentina uh and 
two weeks before we did a lot of traveling a lot of um riding and we did the preseason racing uh so i sort of i somehow you know caught a flu or whatever and and continue to push continue to train because i was so determined to to show up ready in argentina to race uh, and just completely drained my body so when i was in argentina i was racing with a high fever and and as it is my first gp ever um it's it's sort of a big deal and and yeah you just make mistakes i believe i was running around like 13 12 13 14 uh, both motors but just made too many mistakes and crashed um and uh it's definitely um it's definitely something that you you learn from it wasn't wasn't easy you know i took a step back like you said and moved back to the emx after that because not i knew i had the pace but i i wanted to sort of prove it to myself again like you know regroup and and come back so i went back down to the emx did uh podium in lomo uh and 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 did well you know so it was um it was just a bad timing and and that's what it is but i mean you know i learned from that situation as well and and i would have probably done the same uh, just a little bit different if if i if i had the experience i have now so it's uh it is what it is um i'm very happy with it uh learned a lot like i said and just yeah got to move on for it it's uh it's not really a big deal um in this situation you know i've I've been able to use it to my advantage. I definitely know that you don't race sick only yeah. if you really have. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely like respect for trying, mate, because, you know, you all want to make the most of those opportunities at such a young age. It's something you've worked your whole life for. So, you know, no one can knock yeah. you for doing that, mate. So, and just a couple more, mate, we could go on here for hours. But, uh, yeah, just just how's it been, obviously, working with a guy like Antti at Ice One and then he's just sort of a really – professional runs a great setup just does everything to help you guys and then obviously different role but mark deruber is a trainer at fnh he's obviously a pretty lively character lots of emotion passion sort of loves helping the riders um very driven and also loves a good laugh with you mate so two contrasting mm. figures but how did you find your time with them oh i i enjoyed um you know i spent four years with anti um and and taught me a lot uh, about structure and uh, being professional and um keeping things neat and clean and you know being a professional athlete i think it was something that he taught me very well um and uh, again with mark de ruva it's, it's a different story um but again learned a lot uh, learned to to sort of deal with uh, the mental struggle when things didn't go right um but again i mean if if you if you look at the situation in a you know in a in a structured way and you try to take the good and the bad from it and and try and learn from it i mean you can pretty much learn from every situation um so so i'm i'm happy with the decisions i made it was something that i needed to do to to improve in my career so but uh, yeah definitely uh, <laughs> definitely two different personalities um yeah it's just, yeah i guess it's just something you go through in this sport you know there's a lot of different people whether it's an auntie or mark or a third or fourth or fifth guy you know there's no team or people that are that that are the same and that's what makes it so interesting you know you need to learn to adapt and perform no matter what 
you know, you, you, you the only thing that matters in the end is the, the performance on the weekend. So that's where you got to put in your effort. And, uh, and then you just got to deal with the rest uh, that comes with it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Just use it all and, and learn from it and put it to your advantage. Is that is that the same thing? You've obviously had some pretty awesome teammates over the years like Nagel, Van der Moosdijk, Bora May, <laughs> Beaton, TK Olsen, mate. Some of the some of the great blokes they've, uh, you've all learned from them and had a good time over the years with them, mate. Yeah, Paul Lynn, Christophe Charlier, uh, Anstey, Paul Jonas. Yeah, it's been a, a lot of yeah. a lot of guys. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been it's been it's been great. I mean. Uh, you know some of the the things that I learned from them I've also used now in uh, uh, where I'm at. Uh, you know, so it's been uh, it's been a very uh, very interesting uh, process. And it's obviously cool seeing TKO. Obviously, your countryman he he put a little video up saying he did a race on the weekend, I believe, or something like that. So hopefully we see him um, maybe back one day. But he had that massive injury. But it must it's cool for obviously Danish motocross to to have some really good guys and for the young kids coming through to, to sort of aspire to be like you guys and sort of looking ahead to the nations, just they were a bit early here, but you know, you, you mm. I'd imagine will maybe rewrite the 450. Um, obviously you've had some, there's some young talents in the paddock like Vox and Kleeman and Smith and Goldberg and Fred. So it's cool to have those guys around and it's pretty yeah, cool I mean, to see some talents uh, and guys competing out there. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. A lot. I mean, coming from a small country like Denmark, you, you obviously take pride in your nationality and and to to be able to perform and showcase sort of the um, the this side of the uh, the the world or whatever you call it. I mean, it, it, I enjoyed a lot, and I wouldn't change it. I mean, okay, you don't get the same opportunities or sponsors that you might get coming from a country like France or whatever. But yeah, I there's there's advantages with this as well and um yeah i mean <laughs> talking about the nations uh we haven't come this far i mean obviously i know i want to race it uh it's going to be in france i believe so it's going to be uh it's going to be a hell of a, a race um but yeah i guess we'll do some sort of um some sort of uh how do you say well, we're gonna make a test later in the year, I guess, to to see who's gonna who's gonna be most fit and and ready to do the the nations. Because if we show up, we want to show up with a, a team that is capable of the of at least delivering great results for 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 Denmark. Um, so yeah, I know I want to show up there, but uh, yeah, let's see who else is gonna be be ready for for, for by that time. Um, at the moment, I don't know. Um, we'll see what goes. Um. Yeah, and it's been good to see. I I think we had the um the first uh one twenty five podium uh since I raced in the in in the one twenty five class. So uh so that's definitely nice to see um some young guys coming through as well. Uh, hopefully we get more of that uh also in the EMX two fifty class. Um, so yeah, I I I enjoy it. I love it. Um, the more the good riders we can get in Denmark, the better. Yeah, mate, it's cool to see. Obviously, do they do they talk too much on the weekends? Have you sort of have much interaction with those younger kids, or not so much at the moment? Yeah, it's a small community. I mean, even down to the there was the fifty fifty cc class on the weekend. You know, even I came and 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 said hi to to some of the Danish guys there. So it, I try to to be as friendly and try to help as as much as I can. Um, uh, so yeah, track walk or you know whatever hangout. We we try to 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 spend as much time as we possibly can together even though it is a very individual sport um so yeah 
It is. I enjoy it. It's nice. Yeah, it's cool, mate. Just uh, just a couple more before we let you go. Um, just sort of stuff you do outside of motocross to unwind and relax because it's a it's a pretty heavy sport, mate. And um, just anyone you'd like to say thanks to as well before we close up. Well, I am. Um... Obviously, I want to now after this weekend in Germany. I want to say thanks to all the uh, Danish fans and also the the German fans who everybody who came out to the GP. It was it was a great, you know, for any athlete or rider. There's nothing better than seeing you know passionate uh, spectators and fans. It that's one of the reasons that makes this sport so great, you know, because there's such a great passion for for motorsport in general and. Um, yeah, thank you to to all the sponsors, to everyone in, involved. You know, we we put in a lot of work, so it's it's nice to have uh, people behind you supporting, and even on the you know good or bad days. So, no, it's been a it's been a it's been a good trip so far. We've we've put in a lot of hard work, and hopefully, we can continue f- to grow from here. Yeah, mate, absolutely. And uh, just just for the the rest of the year, mate, aims just to get get on that podium again, and then just see where it takes you. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue to put in the work. Obviously, there's gonna be ups and downs, but um, yeah, podium or win, that's definitely gonna be the goal. That's for sure. All right, no worries, mate. Thanks for joining us on this one. And before we let you go, we'll just thank the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASC Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and obviously even Strokes for all their supporters. Without them, there is no us. And yeah, thanks again, Mikel, for joining us, mate. Had a great chat there and um, all the best for the rest of the season. Um, we'll be tracking your progress uh, closely, that's for sure. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure.